Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Hi, friends. This is Kelly with Wishful Drinking and Binge Thinking, the podcast where I get just absolutely hammered and I dole out psychological advice. That's right, I am going to be more drunk than that girl you met in the bar bathroom after your karaoke set who said, you have such good stage presence, oh my god. That's right, zero preparation, multiple drinks, countless profound gems. Tune in the last Monday of every month on Fearscape Media Network. Coming to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown, your ghoulish hosts for an evening of terror, Stephen Gearhart and Lance Wayne, the Misters of the Dark. <laughs> Welcome to another terrifying episode of Misters of the Dark, the greatest horror podcast in the history of horror podcasting. As always, we're beaming directly to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown, and I am your head, Mr. Lord Stephen Gearhart. And I'm your co-mister, the man with no name, Lance White. Stephen! Who the hell are all these people? Aha! I see you're referencing the large capacity of my flock. Your flock? Why, yes, dear brother. You may find the age-old tradition of adopting a new resolution the beginning of each year to be silly and outdated. But I have already achieved what I set out to do. Which is? Start a cult. A cult? Stefan, are you seriously as if you need anything else to inflate your already kaiju-sized ego? And by chance, what is the name of this cult? Uh, duh. Stefan's Gate. How original. <laughs> I thought so. But Lance, let us not waste any more time. Let us welcome in the new year. With that most favorite of time-honored Mr. Traditions, the hit list. The hit list, Lance. Yes, the hit list. It is time for... Best in horror. Annual hit list. Best in horror this year of 2021. 2021. Uh, Actually got to get out and see some movies this time. Yeah, yeah, true, true. You know, and I heard a lot of people uh, bitching about how they thought... 2021 wasn't a good year for horror. I, thought it was- I disagree. When I was making my list, I had so many runner-ups, like honorable mentions, that I I had to stop because they must be forgetting about the great shows that came out, the yeah. uh, streaming-only ones that came out. Like, obviously, these folks only go to mainstream things. Well, you know, and, it, uh, and I was just like... 
compare it to 2020 where there was like nothing nothing coming out yeah. i mean I, I don't know people people people, just, on, people on the internet are gonna bitch about interview yes it's like you know how like people turn into trolls and in like fairy tales well, that's what happens on the internet too. They just turn oh, yeah. into trolls. Oh, yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know. trolls. I don't know if I've said it on here before, but I've always said that a lot of people, their balls get about two sizes bigger when they get behind a computer. Oh, one hundred percent. Especially if they're under a pseudonym. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, like the man, the- like like Lord Stephen Gearhart. That's not a pseudonym. That is my official <laughs> that, name. That is, I, I, I have a yeah. document on yeah, my wall. That's right. Uh, and right. apparently I can let my bank know and they they have to put yeah. it on my uh, debit card. Yeah. Did um, you check? Th- did you check that out? I did. And it is accurate. <laughs> but my wife will not allow me to do so. Oh, God. She could be Lady Gearheart. That's what I was trying to say. Oh. And then we've got a duchess on the way. You a know, duchess? Like, yes, yes. So but the only, yes. only thing she allows is the Dutch oven. Yeah, that's what my parents call foreplay. Yeah, Uh, do the Dutch oven, and she's like, "Ooh, Lord (laughs) Stephen Gearfart, yeah." Oh wow, we're already getting to the puns. Yes. So, all right. uh, Yeah. So we're going to be going over our top five, not our collectively, because we could not agree. Um, We are going over each of our top five. best of horror for 2021 and we'll even yep. throw in a few runner-ups uh yep. we got a special surprise midway through that you'll uh love as you normally yes. do uh so let's get cracking do you want to go first do you want me to go first well i just want to specify real quick right before this isn't any that this isn't strictly horror films this is just horror across the board oh uh, yeah it could so, any any yeah. any type of horror uh besides politics really oh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We're, yeah we're books magazines tv shows movies haunts whatever anything horror related uh can get on this list um and uh if you guys are listening there and at the end if you guys want to post your top five horror for 2021 i would love to see what yours are as well um, to make sure they line up with mine and not lance's so wait wait okay (laughs) but yeah i'll go first uh okay number five for me is uh hunter's moon by a little band called ghost now i this was definitely going to be one of my honorable mentions man uh, i love me some ghost and i love the new track i can't wait for the new album so well, why, why just, did you choose it though well it's just like as for as much as i hated halloween kills is about as much as i love this song did i say that right <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah uh, it just and uh, i don't know i don't if know the movie I, was like the video i would have really loved the movie yeah yeah <laughs> but uh i don't know about you but ghost for me they've they're like anything else they've got it personally they've gotten a bit stale wrong yeah, oh, you disagree? You think I disagree. I love them. Their last album was my favorite of theirs. It was. It was. It was really good. It just, so I good. don't know. It, I, I'm just like that with stuff. You know, their next album will come out and I'll be like, oh my God, the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant uh, Pepper's Lonely Ghost Band. Yeah. Lonely Ghost Band. But, uh, yeah, the only ghost pepper band. Oh man, copyright. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why you all listen to your sh- the show. All four of yep. you. You almost said the shit show, which the is also show. accurate. Which is also accurate. But uh, I, you know, and honestly, when the song first came out, I I because 
is it just me or do you really miss because you know movies come out and of course people release the score mm-hmm. but there's not nobody it seems like it kind of died died yeah. out in like the 2010s the whole the 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 pop artist doing a song yeah doing for the do, well, not even or doing a whole soundtrack i mean that yeah. was like a whole thing like i still um judgment day i know that's a weird movie but that's that one where like the rap artists and the heavy metal people got together and they did songs for the entire album for that movie what, judgment what movie? day t2 no, no, no. It's just called Judgment Day. Oh, I, I don't. I don't. It's a really good movie, but they they did. They and they got like Ice-T and like Anthrax did a song together. Like I'm making it up, but it's like that's what they did. So they had like a, they picked a rapper and they picked a heavy metal band. They crammed them together and had them write a song for the movie. And so the whole soundtrack is just this badass soundtrack that can't be found anywhere else. But on that movie soundtrack. Well, and of course, you have one of the greatest albums ever made. Batman by Prince, right? With the greatest song ever composed, Bat Dance. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I digress. Let me continue. But yep. uh, this town needs an enema. Mm-hmm. Flush it oh, out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want to bust that, that body. body. <laughs> okay. Well, we we could talk about this. Yeah. So I'm with but, you. I love I love the old school movie because but I always always get mad because they would release that soundtrack but then they wouldn't release the score and I'm like can yeah. you just do both because I like yeah. both I want both. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, Hunter's Moon, uh, I remember they released it um, a little bit before the film. And mm-hmm. I, I think I think I even said it in our Halloween review. I got so fucking overdosed on Halloween kill stuff that yeah. I, I didn't really pay attention to it. Then Halloween kills came out, of course, and it was a, a lot like this, a, a real shit show. <laughs> and uh I just I, I didn't pay much attention to it, but then around Halloween, my Spotify kept on. I guess just ba- well, of course, based on my listening, mm-hmm. uh, I kept getting the like the Halloween, the heavy Halloween uh, song mix, yeah, or whatever. And so I was like, well, so I played it, and this was on there. And so after a few listens, I was like, this is really fucking good. And lo and behold, again on Spotify, they do the best of 2021, like your songs or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. to. And this was on there, and I still listen to it fucking every time it comes yep, on. It's I, good. And it was right around that same time when that dropped, when they announced the new Pope was going to be coming out, the Dark Pope and all that yeah, stuff. So yeah. it was a good time for Ghost. And uh, they always, you know, though, I really always like their kind of EP things that they'll drop. Like one of my favorite songs that's not on an album is Mariana Cross. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that song. And it's not on an album. It was just a single they just dropped to kill if time. You, <laughs> if you if you have Ghost, you have, of course you've heard that song. It's a mm-hmm. grub cover, but that that's one of my song favorite. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. I love that song. Yeah, it's fantastic. You have their version of it. Yeah, it's so, so great, man. Yeah, but yeah, that is my number five. Uh, I mean, I, I I pulled up the Wikipedia and I can't. There's not much information on it. All it says is, according to Tobias Forge, which is Papa. Well, what what number is it now? Is it I think four? The three. Because the last dude was a cardinal. But Cardinal Copia turned into Papa. Right. I want to say it's four. I don't know. I don't you know. can look it up if you want. I, I, it, I'm, I'm going to need a comic book timeline here. So. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, 
According to Tobias Forge, Brian Turek, I'm probably pronouncing that name wrong, a producer of the film Halloween Kills, asked him if he was interested in writing a song for the film. Forge said that he already had a few songs that might work. And specifically, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And it's specifically one song that could work very well within the concepts of the film. Well, I guess he had to have been fucking watching Halloween before he mm-hmm. recorded this because, I mean, there's too, there's too many similarities there underneath oh, just the, just or, oh just the whole idea of the hunter's moon and hunters because that yeah. whole movie's about people hunting and michael hunting so um very very interesting um but very cool man all right so hunter's moon. yeah 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 bitch so my number five is uh i'll tell you what i really really liked my number five if I didn't have these other things on there, and I know that's stupid to say, but it would have been like one or two, um, but some nostalgia got me. But number five for me was Malignant. See, I, here, I know here. it's a very divisive film. James well, no. Wan directed, of course, from The Conjuring and Saw fame. So, yeah, but see, here's the thing, because I remember. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, we were talking at some point whenever this was about to release and you said, uh, and I think I said something like, man, I wish I had something new to watch, blah, blah, blah. And you said, Oh, malignant comes out this week. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, it does. And I'd heard a lot about it. And then I was, I, I watched the trailer for it. And, uh, I, I kind of came to the realization. I don't really like anything. James Wan has done. What? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Nothing. I don't. You don't like. You don't like any of the Conjuring films. No, I. I, I you don't never, like the Saw movies, which no, I can. I can understand I, that. But you don't like the Insidious movies. No, I don't. I don't like wow. any. I, I haven't. I, I can't. I can't comment on Aquaman because I haven't seen Aquaman. Aquaman's great. I don't like Fast and Furious. So. Really, he did Fast and Furious. Uh, yes. Let me see which ones he did. Furious Seven. Oh, I guess he just did Furious 7. Um, but he did that Dead Silence movie. That's a great movie. I see. I, I didn't care for that either. I don't know. Something wrong with you. Guess so. But enlighten me. Because I, I never I read like the plot and saw the trailer and everything, and I, I still didn't understand it. So oh, it's a weird, weird, weird fucking movie. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. So, like, I heard people like they didn't know what to do with it because it it was so odd and so weird. People that went in kind of expecting a super scary movie were confused by some of the black comedy aspects of it. Some people that went in with the black comedy aspects were weirded out by some of the two dark horror aspects of it. It was this incredible combination of a number of different styles and it just worked. I, I, I'll be honest with you though. The first time I watched it, I was like, what did I just watch? Yeah. And Trisha and I watched it together and we were both like, holy shit. Like I had to sit and stew on it for a little bit. And then I literally got home and immediately rewatched it because it was on HBO Max. So I rewatched it again and I just fell in love with it. Like it's got a good like old school M. Night Shyamalan twist that I didn't Mm -hmm. see coming. That was really, really great. The fucking monster is scary as shit, dude. Like just I've never seen anything like it. Um, but it's an odd movie. It's really odd. It is definitely weird. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, 
but it, it it just it got me. The cast is stellar. Uh, Annabelle Wallace, who of course is the chick from uh, the first. Uh, oh, my brain just dead. The um, from the Annabelle movie. Uh, the the main girl from the original Annabelle movie. Mm-hmm. So she's in this as well um, as the lead, and she's she's just incredible. Like I already like her. She's in a ton of other things that I watch, and I just absolutely adore her. She was fantastic in this, and this 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 role stretched her. Like it just it was good. But dude, I haven't been I haven't been shook by a movie in a minute, and this movie shook me. Because, like I said, I had to go back and rewatch it because it's just it's so fucking weird. Maybe I should check it out then. I'm not. Yeah, it, it's really weird. But like, as long as you go in knowing it's a weird movie, like, you, you know, like some of the people that disliked it had a different expectation for it. You know what I mean? Because, again, it is the product of a studio giving you a trailer that is very different than what the movie is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're trying to <laughs> yeah. they're trying to appeal to a certain audience. Yeah. That they're trying to trick. And that's what happens is you these idiots don't know is that it makes critics mad because they were expecting a certain type of movie. Um, yeah. But it is definitely scary, um, but it's definitely oddball. There's some weird kind of dark comedy that's in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely uh, there's a lot of psychological shit. So, um, but yeah, the monster is creepy as shit, man. I ain't well, ever- and oddly enough, I don't know if you've read, uh, I shared it on the Mr.'s facebook page the other day but uh so it, it the the monster was impressive impressive enough to leave an impression on nick cage because he's going to supposedly he yeah i saw that yeah, yeah his yeah uh his portrayal of dracula is going to be it's somewhat just, inspired you know. it's just you know i i, I don't know because i feel like they showed the monster in the uh the trailers right I don't I don't remember. I have no idea. I what remember. Well, regardless, like. I mean, it's not really a spoiler or anything, but like he's like this backwards man. And so like backwards he, man, the backwards man, like backwards his man. head facing. You know what I mean? It's like head faces forward, but his body is completely backwards. So like when he runs, it's like his heels <laughs> still run. It's creepy as shit. I get it, yeah, it's a yeah, it, it sounds it like disturbs it me. kind of funny just being like, that's what I'm saying. So it's like there's this <laughs> this element of dark comedy mixed in with some really fucked up horror. Like it's kind of like a combination that strangely works because it's kind of a lot of times with dark comedy, like it's kind of just has to stay dark comedy because if it starts yeah. to get a little real, it gets a little awkward. Um, yeah. But if you do it well, it works. Like the Evil Dead remake, like they kept that dark comedy in there, but it was oh yeah fucked up, fuck. Um, but anyway, so that's my number five is James Wan's uh, as Malignant. Now, granted, like I said, I'm a huge James Wan fan, so uh, maybe I'm biased, but I loved it. My sister loved it, too. So. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that, you, that recommendation, it, it's making me want to take a chance on it. So take a chance on it. Take a chance on this. OK, Woo! All right, what do you got for number four? Ho? Uh, number four, ho, uh, I got uh, this is uh actually a bit of an odd one uh but like <laughs> i stated but like i stated before uh this goes all across all things within the horror genre or whatever pa- you the paw patrol it. halloween special paw patrol that's it the paw patrol <laughs> halloween special <laughs> can't say enough good things about it but no it is uh halloween the uh 2020 i think i actually think because in 2020 with the pandemic and everything uh 
they it had sort of and it may have been in Hollywood they had they had a maze they had two mazes and it was sort of like almost like a a teaser limited release whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. but this year they brought it back in a really big way and it is the uh Bride of Frankenstein Lives maze at mm. Universal Studios this year. Have you did you hear anything about this? No, I did not besides just knowing that this was on your list. So, yes, uh you know, obviously I did not go to Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. I did not experience it in the flesh. But uh I did uh there's a uh YouTube channel I follow called Sharp Productions and every year they always do walkthroughs of uh haunted houses and they go to they, they don't just go to universal they go to places like yeah. uh knott's berry farm blah, blah yeah and uh so I, I so i got to experience it in a way but uh i the storyline for this Stefan, is amazing it takes place at the tail end of bride of frankenstein where you know we belong dead and the the, the castle frankenstein explodes blah 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 uh well it 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 it, it's a sequel because the bride lives frankenstein's monster dies and it's all about it's and it even 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 in the haunt you enter there's books and it's and you enter each chapter and it's all it's all about her you know saying oh this 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 you know this she basically falls in love with the monster sees him for what he was he was a good soul and she goes over dr frankenstein's notes and sets out to resurrect the monster <laughs> oh that's awesome oh it, and and uh, i mean it, this thing it, it you want to talk about a cross you know you know a shared universe universal why can you not put as much love into your movies as you did this maze that is exactly what i said you know they want to do what a they want these friggin mon they want to bring back these monsters and they want to do it in the stupid avengers way yeah. and it's like no make this these are the films we want to see we don't stop, want the dark universe stop trying to make horror action exactly that is we my want- biggest beef with what even though i loved the old mummy movies yeah, I loved yeah. them because they were not mummy movies let's be honest okay yeah, they yeah. were just fun action movies that had a mummy in it but it's like, stop making horror. If you want your horror, uh, that's why the Invisible Man movie worked a little bit better is because at least they were trying to do horror with it. Exactly. Exactly. And it, you know, it, make it dark fantasy. Give it to yes. Gilmore del Toro. Yes. Like he was going to do in the first place. Well, let me Ugh. just, let me just, uh, I pulled Sorry, up. I'm mad with you. <laughs> Let's see. Here's a description of it. This time, the bride of Frankenstein is stepping out of the shadows and taking her fate into her own bloody hands. The mate will have her monster, and the monster, his mate. The bride of Frankenstein is back, stepping out of the... Oh, I'm reading the same... Why do they have it on here twice? I'm an idiot. (laughs) But, I I mean... I I don't want to sit here and explain it all from A to Z, but you don't need to. Just the description you gave was good enough. But 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 let me let me because let me elaborate on a shared universe. Okay, so the Bride of Frankenstein, through her studies and blah blah blah, takes her to the wilds of Transylvania, where she kidnaps, where she abducts the brides of Dracula, and uses their blood to bring to bring 
the creature back to life. Oh my god, that's brilliant. It, this is the film we go. want. This is the film we want. Here's your inclusion of more females. Like, exactly. Do this. Give it to uh, uh, you know somebody like Patty Jenkins or somebody like. Somebody. Them... Well, I, like I said, Gamora del Toro. Oh, I would love Guillermo del Toro to do it. Ugh. And 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 they gave they gave like the bride like this cool redesign. Like she has on the she has like these big black boots with uh, this <laughs> laboratory jacket. And she's got this gnarly <laughs> scar, and she wears these like goggles. So needless just, to say, costume sales would kill during a Halloween time event. Oh, well. my God. It, it was just I, I urge not just you, Stefan, but anybody go to Sharp Productions. They have the best quality. And I'm not trying to give a blowjob to their channel or anything, <laughs> but Sharp Project Productions, check this out. If you're if you if you're a monster kid like me and you are and you know you love the Universal Monsters. Mm -hmm. You, you 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 have to look at this. Heck yeah, definitely. Man, that sounds amazing. Shoo wee, deputy dog. Gosh, all right. Well, speaking of vampires, um, my number four is a TV show on Netflix, Midnight Mass. So this is by the same dude that did the uh, the haunting of Hill House and haunting of Bly Manor and uh, Doctor Sleep. Yep, and Dr. Sleep. Uh, he is becoming one of my favorite director, producer, writer dudes ever because I have literally liked everything. And I love mm -hmm. that he's one of those that recycles casts uh, because I love all the people in it. Uh, Midnight Mass is phenomenal. Um, it's 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 great because he's like, yeah, I know what you guys are expecting because I did the, the, the haunting movie shows. So you're expecting the same thing. No, this was such a fresh take on vampires, dude. Like... <laughs> I loved it. I mean, essentially, if anybody hasn't watched this uh, in a nutshell, summary is there's a small town that's an island like off the East Coast somewhere or Washington or some shit. I don't remember, um, you know, somewhere where you got to take a ferry to get there. Um, yeah. Very, very small town, maybe like 100 people at this point used to be a much, much bigger town and shit like that. And uh, uh, essentially a vampire shows up and the, uh, in a very sneaky way, uh, a, new yeah. a new priest shows up at the Catholic Church um, and just all kinds of crazy. So there's a lot of Catholicism mixed in with this, uh, which for me growing up Catholic and being, you know, uh, recovering Catholic, there was a lot of fun in that. <laughs> um, so it's just phenomenal show. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, there were a lot of slow moments, but I like slow moments because I like, again, I'm tired of horror being action all the time. Yeah. It's like, I like slow moments where I can just feel it out and, and learn to live with the characters for a little bit. And there was a lot of that in this character building, um, just a powerful show. Very, so definitely a horror drama all the way. Uh, but I absolutely loved it. Uh, ending was great. Um, just made me cry at times. When horror can make me cry, uh, it it it's good because that means. Well, uh, yeah. Well, Bly, Bly Manor, my, one of my picks last year. Oh I, yeah. I put, Oh my 
God. Same with like Haunting of Hill House. Same thing, yeah. man. I, yeah. Like I said, I love this dude, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, Midnight Mass, if you haven't watched it yet, well worth watching. Uh, very cool uh, vampire design. Uh, very cool uh, take on some of the vampire lore, uh, which is really, really interesting. And just that idea, in a way, it kind of reminds me of uh, um, 20, or, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, the vampire movie where it's like nighttime all the time. Um, uh, 30 days a night, 30 days a night. You know how they, yeah. there's that sense of being trapped there because it's yeah. night. This has that same kind of feeling, but different because the vampires aren't crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to eat your blood. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like yeah. they are thinking they still have their own brains, like, and they make these choices to, fucking eat their family like it's crazy dude <laughs> like it's uh, yeah uh blood oh, is the land we're we're uh yeah we're 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 on we're only on number four and i'm already gonna become a buzzkill uh i watch this <laughs> i watch this i uh me, my sister she because mm-hmm. because i wanted to see it uh i wanted to watch it regardless because mm-hmm. uh like like you said earlier i'm a big mike flanagan fan mm-hmm. i've i've i believe everything i've watched up to this i've and i'm and i'm really looking forward to his uh uh his uh poe adaption fall of the house yeah of for sure but i was really disappointed by this i know you were i i i when you brought up how slow it gets oh my god I me, me, me and my sister we ended up fast fast forwarding there's some of those parts and I don't know. I just, I don't like, cause they did this in something else. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but they did this in a couple of other things where they don't, it's a vampire story, mm-hmm. but they don't bring up the term vampire. I, I hate that. <laughs> so you're in that regards like with zombie movies too not really the thing here okay here's the thing that threw me off and this is a very small nitpicky thing i know it's just one of those weird things that only i get um, offended by or whatever but okay if you look the main dude the the dude who's a recovering alcoholic right if you notice in his room he has a poster he has a scream poster up okay in a world where scream exists vampires don't exist i'm sorry i just i i and if you all i i didn't get that i didn't feel like vampires didn't exist I, I didn't feel like people were like what is this crazy thing i felt like people were like fuck it's a vampire like you know. never said it. That's the thing. They're all like, oh, it's some kind of disease. Anemic disease. Well, that's also, well, that now, to be fair, that was before people knew what was going on. I don't know. I, and, and, because and, listen, in a real world, let's imagine this is set in a real world. Let's say it's set in our world. No one is going to believe that it's a vampire, right? If, if this happened to I us. I fucking would. Well, because you're that guy. Okay, but I'm saying like people that aren't like like delusional like you, 
Um, like, no, but I'm just kidding about it. <laughs> no, no, you're I'm saying like the normal folks, because most of these folks were just average Joes. Like, none of them are going to go, yep, honey, I'm pretty sure we got us a vampire on the island. Uh, pretty sure we got know. a vampire. I just, everybody I feel knows like they're going to. It doesn't matter, but to us, to, to the normal people, Dracula is a fictional creature, is a something that exists in a book. So. I did like, I did think, I did think the, uh, uh, I mean, there were things I like about it. Uh, I did think the uh, design of the vampire was very original. The, the I, main vampire, the, the, almost the almost Nosferatu looking. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, like the whole. And I, I did I like some of the religious stuff, like him uh, finding the vampire in uh, Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Thought that was interesting because I Which mean, that I, reminded I, me of. Uh, uh, What's that movie? The the crazy handheld movie. Is it Jerusalem? Is that what it's? Just yeah, called? yeah, it is. It is Jerusalem. Yeah. I was like, is season. this what was hiding in there the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I took it, I took it as, uh, and, and I mean, I'm I'm probably complete. I I, no, I'm completely wrong. But I almost took it as like a, uh, the fallen angel. Because it looked, because I mean, I believe well, that that's aware, what they were playing it as. Yes, so. yes, yes. So, uh, I, you know, I kind of like that. Uh, there were parts in it because you said it was a drama and it was, but there were parts. Because Mike Flanagan, his films and his shows and his work, just so we, you mm-hmm. know, be more broad. But uh, it's not not and not that i'm complaining but uh a lot of his stuff is uh vo- devoid is that the right is a void or devoid if you're trying to get rid of something it's devoid well it, either way it, it lacks there's a better one mm-hmm. spencer county education <laughs> um it lacks humor and there were and so i'm kind of accustomed to that when it comes to his work mm-hmm. with this there were parts i was laughing and i was like is this supposed to be funny yeah, why well, I, I tend to do that any uh, anything. <laughs> I always find funny <laughs> shit. But it, to me, it reminded me <laughs> there was a lot to the the reason I think I really liked it is I love that hammer style. That old just so fucking dramatic horror. Like it's just slow and just Oh, but it's so great. And that's why I liked Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass felt like an old late 60s early 70s hammer like type film that just slow where the build up man i'm talking about one of the origin ones not like you know where it's like the fifth dracula movie but like one where it's the slow build up or it's just you know crazy shit happening in a castle movie like that you know it's just like that it's that slow build up you're getting with the characters you're falling in love with the characters to watch them die all that yeah and all that like religious iconography and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know at first when you brought that up i was like yeah but no i I gotta see it now yep yeah, and, yeah, and that's ca- if you really look at it too. If you've ever been to a Catholic service, that shit's like three hours long, and yeah. it's slow. Yeah. And I think that it, I feel like he even played into that because there is a lot of ritualism that happens throughout the entire series. And I wonder if like it's played almost like a mass. I mean, he hmm. purposefully called the movie Midnight Mass on purpose so it's like i wonder how much of that is in there because it is slow it is this it is that um but i don't know yeah it didn't bother me though sarah too sarah really enjoyed it my wife um so i don't know huh well yeah okay well uh yet again you've kind of made me see it through a different 
set of eyes. Either way, here we go. Number three. Baby. <laughs> Number three, baby. See, I can rhyme too. Number three, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Anyway. God, oh, we, we got to stop. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, it is uh, the 2021. Oh, of course, it's 2021. God, I'm not high, people. I just—it's been a hell of a month. Forgive me. Yeah, just high on death. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's what, it is uh, Lamb. The 2021 film. I Lamb. still have not seen Lamb yet, have but you are not the only person. Uh, my uh, my horror friend here uh, that I that I become really friends good friends with. He loved Lamb. Uh, and I, I love anything A24 does, so I'm excited to see it. I just haven't well, seen it Well, and there were, uh, that was something uh, that I was gathering, you know, I, I really I really should stop listening to the internet because like we stated earlier, people use, you know, people bitching, <laughs> on, people bitching on the internet, what? That never but, happens. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know they were saying you know they were because it was it a24 they're mostly known for their horror films mm -hmm. it was uh if you saw the trailers the promotion things like that it was promoted mostly in as a horror film and and, and there definitely were some horrific scenes the, I, I, let me just say a lot of their movies are like that, where they're promoted as horror films, like Green Knight. Like I loved yes, Green Knight. Yes, I, exactly. I absolutely loved it, but I didn't even put it on my list because I don't even feel like it's a horror. And I keep seeing it on other people's like top ten horror movies of yeah. twenty twenty one, and I'm like, ah, it's a fantasy movie. I, there's no way I'm well, going to put this in horror. But. Well, and, it, and and it's a it's a bit Lamb is a bit in, well a lot in the same vein actually, because uh, it was so weird <laughs> there, listen there was no way in hell you were going to be able to promote this film other than and I, and I feel and i feel like a lot of movies get kind of get that way like there's mm -hmm. a lot of films that they really aren't horror films but they just they have just such weird images mm -hmm. and they make you feel so uncomfortable that they have to, that there's no other way to promote it like silence of the lambs i still do not consider that a horror movie but you know a lot yeah. of folks do i yeah. i still consider it a thriller but that's a perfect example yeah and i mean just you know the I, I, I thought I would pop up a let me let me read a synopsis real quick for it. Okay. Just to give you an idea of you know. Oh you know. Oh you know. Yeah, in rural Iceland, a childless couple discover a strange and unnatural newborn in their sheep barn. They decide to raise her as their own, but sinister forces are determined to return the creature to the wilderness that birthed her. I mean, how are you going to promote this? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, I, dark fantasy. I got it. Uh, yeah. And I think even where I, I have the wikipedia up where the hell i i well i don't know i think wikipedia refers to it as a dark fantasy uh i i don't know i was really looking forward to this film i actually oddly i enough, still am yeah yeah uh like to the point where i think i may have paid 20 bucks to rent it i was so and i think i ended up watching it <laughs> oddly enough i ended up i ended up watching it on christmas night oh wow yeah so uh but 
I, I don't know. I just, I was, it, it's weird. It's good. For me personally, it's in the same vein as, uh, uh, you've seen Tusk, right? Kevin Smith's Tusk. I just can't get myself to do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The day you kind of, I like Tusk. I thought it was a good film. I know it's kind of, uh, it's the same thing. I still, I, I haven't been able to watch that and I haven't watched Swiss Army Man yet for the same reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, it's very, you know, that it's got its fans and it's yeah. got its haters or whatever. I enjoyed it, but I watched it maybe once or twice and I will never watch it again because it just got underneath my friggin' skin. <laughs> and that's the same. I love the hell. It's on, it's on my list. You know, you know I loved it. But, I, I, and, and since you haven't seen it, and I really do feel like, because, I mean, we'll spoil things throughout this episode, of course. But, I just, you need to see it. You need, if you're a horror fan, if you're not a horror fan, you need to see this yeah. film once. I'm looking over here, one of the reviewers said, um it said where to go do 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 oh uh this movie plays like a folk tale yet thrums like a horror movie slow moving and inarguably nutty i loved it exactly and I, that's, a, that's that's a yeah yeah they hit the nail on the head i i completely agree i just want to throw that out there because this is one of those films oh so you're good you didn't fast forward through anything when it was slow no, I didn't because it actually built fucking tension. It wasn't fucking monologuing at me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, this would have been a great film, man. Uh, you know, I, I, it, it's it's you know obviously it's sad that you know we you know COVID is still around and you mm -hmm. know we can't go especially now as of the, the recording of this we can't go out and you know like in the before days or whatever this would because this would have been such a great film to see with a couple of people go out to dinner afterwards and just discuss it and dissect it because it isn't it isn't clear it, it, it's not you know your standard story it, like it, most it's very, A24 movies <laughs> exactly exactly it's like I, I thought about Green Knight for a week like I, it just sat with me yeah um you know Midsummer sat with me I mean so yeah. many of those yeah. films I I just I Midsummer's another one that because I, I was thinking of another one aside from Sus Midsummer's another one I'm never gonna watch again it's, oh, it's too yeah hard. I don't know if I can watch it again either but I love it it's like and, one yes. of my favorite horror movies of all time yes and I love that actress oh I love her so much yeah me so, too and she's she's the uh the girl that plays um uh black widow's sister right yeah Same. yeah oh, yeah yeah florence I, I can't pronounce her name yeah Mc, yeah whatever i love her she's fantastic yeah. but um, uh just to throw this out there and uh for you Stefan, when you watch it or for anybody else that is listening and wants to leave a comment on anything i would love to discuss this film further but i'm going to say i'm just going to give my opinion of what it's all about here i think it has to do with the antichrist Probably anything that has to do with a lamb, I, I immediately and, is going to have. And, yeah, yeah, and Christian maybe, iconography. So. May, yeah, and of course, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, Spencer County education. Maybe I'm just stupid. <laughs> oh, I know I'm stupid, but uh, I think that's what it was all about. Like I said, Stefan, I want to know what you when you watch it. I want to know. What all you think I know about it. is that most of our picks so far feel like they would be badass villains against Spawn. Like that's that's, that's all I'm saying. Like, I would love to see that vampire from Midnight Mass go up against Spawn. 
or freaking uh, Papa Emeritus against Spawn would be so weak. Or Bride uh, of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, watch that so hard. <laughs> oh, watch that so hard. Uh, but all right. So uh, number three for me is a sleeper hit. I get. I don't know if it'd be a hit because I don't know how many people know about it. And the only reason I found out about it is because, again, my horror friend, Dante, great name for a horror friend. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He was just bored and flipping through Hulu and was like, hmm, I'll try this one. And like immediately was like, yo, Stefan, you got to watch this movie. And I'm like, okay. Uh, it's a movie called We Need to Do Something. Mm. Holy shit, it's good. So this is, again, another indie film. The only, uh, so I recognized the the parents in this, but I couldn't remember, I couldn't place the dad, but the mom, and my wife is actually the one that realized who she was. She's the girl from Hocus Pocus, um, all grown up and is a mom now. Um, so she's in this, but essentially what happens is, is that there is a big storm, tornadoes and the like, uh, and they go into their bathroom to seek shelter. Um, because their bathroom only has those thick cube tiles as any windows, you know, some of them, they're just the glass, clear glass ones, but you can't see out of them. So that's the safest place in the house. Well, a tree falls down into their roof and blocks the bathroom door that they're in. Now, this is a big ass bathroom because they're rich white people. Um, it's a big ass bathroom. But essentially from there is what the movie is about, is them being stuck in this bathroom for something like two weeks mm. um and it's crazy uh uh there is like you're trying to figure out what's going on there's this hints that something something is happening because they're like how come no one's come by like where is emergency services like where mm. are they like how come they haven't come to rescue us yet like they don't hear how come there's no neighbors that have come by. So there's this ominous feeling that something bigger has happened. Um, they can only open the door like a couple inches, you know, and this fucking snake, a fucking rattlesnake gets in there. Um, crazy shit like that, dude. There's like some sort of creature or something. It's never it's really uh, like ambiguous. Um, but it, it says like one line of dialogue and apparently Ozzy Osbourne did the, did the dialogue for it. <laughs> what? Really? Yes. It's crazy. You don't see it. You just hear it. But it's crazy. And you're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and I don't want to give away the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah. But it's really, really fucking interesting. Wow. So yeah. You've got, yeah, you've got like two, two, three different genres of things happening at once because uh, just the tension is being built because the dad's an alcoholic. That's a really, really big one. So he starts fucking going into um, relapse, like really, really yeah. bad. Like he's flipping out to a point where he's like fucking sucking on alcohol medical pads. Ugh. Like, I mean, it's crazy, dude. And they're all fucking God. like hallucinating. They're hungry. They're like, you know, should we eat each other? I mean, crazy shit, dude. <laughs> like, oh my God. It's fucking nuts, dude. Um, but it, it surprised me how much I really, really liked it. Um, you know, and it's just, it's a movie not a lot of people know about. And uh, like I said, it's on Hulu. It's called We Need to Do Something. Hulu. And I okay. uh, highly recommend it. Um, definitely the surprise hit for me of the year. Um, in fact, when we first did the list, it wasn't on the list. 
And then I watched that movie and had to remove something from my list because it had to oh. go. It had to go on there because I loved it so much, man. It's like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, this this completely escaped me. Yeah, I, I mean, not. and it is indie is all get out, so it's mostly drama. It's mostly psychological, you know. But I mean, it's that tension of being trapped in a bathroom, four people, a dad, a mom. Uh, an, an older daughter who's like super goth rebellious type girl and then the nerdy son like it, it's incredible it's incredible I, def- I definitely need to be checking this out then yep we need to do something so uh that's your number three then that's my number three well Stefan, i don't know about you but i'm getting bored again <laughs> well then what would cure you of this ailment most morose quarter brother of mine why don't we listen to the latest single from our dear friends from Nothing Wrong? You don't mean. That's right, Stefan. Coming to you directly from Nowhere Radio. Here is Nothing Wrong with Cut Out the Cancer.
yes, always love me some nothing wrong. Yeah, catchy little number, wasn't it? Yep, right here on WNRO, Nowhere Radio. And as always, you know, we got to, you know, we love our folks from Nothing Wrong because they did our theme and we love them. And uh, you guys should check them out as well because they're badass. Badass. And with, uh, with Z's. With Z's. Yeah. Badass. All right. So Corey's paying us, right? How much are we getting paid for that? Uh, he's actually uh, <laughs> he's actually paying me in oral favors. Oh, again. Again. OK, good, <laughs> good, good, good. All right, Lance. All right. What do we got here? So we're moving on to our final two. So we'll do oh, our number good. two and then we'll do our runner ups. Yes, yes. So, very good. Very good, sir. All right. So what is your number two? My yes. number two. And I just want to state this. Uh, my number two is the, on, the only reason it isn't my number one is because my number one to me was just so fucking epic <laughs> and nothing, 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 nothing. If, if. I fucking if Darcy the male girl came here right now and gave me a huge <laughs> kiss on the mouth, I would be like, that's great. But mm-hmm. my number one. Uh, but but is none other than a little TV series called Chucky. Yes. And I have to agree with you on this. I didn't add it to my list because you had already added it to yours. But my God, what a great. And I, and I got to oh. say to all of our viewers out there, let me just say Lance was not a fan early on. I the, the first episode. I, let me elaborate. Don't make me the fucking deal. <laughs> but episode one, I was. And it, it, it's the. And I even. I think I even said to you, it's the first episode. You can't really judge it. But let me tell you. I, and I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Stefan, our uh, friend slash lover victoria mm-hmm. uh she was the whole reason and it was legal so don't be going oh he downloaded it he pirated it no it was legal but she was the only reason i got to watch this series because I, I was at first i was gonna wait till it came out on something but then I, but me being the complete tool and fanboy i am i couldn't do that i had to watch it weekly and uh, she was the only reason I, I got to do that. So thank you, Victoria. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, I've got to tell you. Same, by the way. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I got, I got so, dude, because I think I believe it came on. Did it come on Tuesdays? I, I don't know. On, I think it came on Tuesdays. And uh, of course, I had to watch because I was streaming it. So I had to watch it the following day. Mm-hmm. And dude, Wednesdays became like an event for me. <laughs> Haven't felt that way in a while, huh? No, I every way I was like so super excited. Like every Wednesday, I was like, it's Chucky Day. And I would wear a Chucky t shirt that night. <laughs> and I would sit and I watched the latest episode. And my God, this was just. You remind me, my friend, my friend Joe Star, man, he's a comedian uh, in LA now, um, but he's from Louisville. And uh, his dad is just that type of humor that's super dry. Yeah, you know what I mean, like to the point where you wonder, is he joking? Like he's that kind of guy, and so when you find out he's this hilarious guy, and it's all jokes, you you get the same. But one of the things that cracked me up is that something his dad always used to do, just like you, is every day he would come home from work 
when new Pinky and the Brain cartoons came on, he would oh he had a Pinky and the Brain t-shirt that he would put on and he would go and he would get a glass of wine and he would shut his office door and it was just time for him to watch Pinky and the Brain and drink a glass <laughs> of wine. No one was allowed in there like that's, what, that's how I was. That's how I was, man. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. A couple of nights, you know, I'd, I'd get a few beers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. But it just was, man. And now that uh, it's it now that, you know, season one has ended, I had this big void in myself. Yeah. But no, uh, let me just elaborate just a little bit on just how much I love this. OK, so I'm in the I'm in the group where uh I see nostalgia as a bit of a weakness. I try not to fall hard for nostalgia. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, the fanboys. Oh, you know, some of these Marvel movies and stuff like, oh, they did a callback. You got to get all excited and post about it on Twitter. <laughs> but, Stefan, you were there. You were there. You, you were, you know, somewhat there for this. I believe, what which episode was it? Was it episode two or three? It, it was the best episode. In my opinion, but Chucky referenced Glenn and Glenda, mm-hmm. and I messaged you, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my God, Stefan, they referenced Glenn or Glenn." So no, I don't. I am not impervious to nostalgia. Okay, mm-hmm. I I am guilty of it. I as as I am as any other fanboy, but dude, I mean this 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 series, it just. It's phenomenal. And I love how open the director has become about sexuality and really pushing that. I love that. That was one thing. That was one thing that really pissed me off about some of the critics of this. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, the fact that the lead character was gay. I know, I know. I think we even discussed this before, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, just the fact that, you know, it did, it dealt, it dealt with some of that. And everybody was saying, oh, Ch- Chucky's gone woke. Yeah. For one, did you not fucking see Cedar Chucky? I know it's not the most, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know a lot right. of people, I know a lot of people don't love that movie. I fuck, I, I, listen, I love it. I love them all. Me too. And with the I, exception you know, of the remake. I hated, hated the remake. I agree with you on that, but you know, and, and listen, I I hate when shit. I, I I'm not a fan of all this PC crap either. You know, some people get their panties in a bunch about nothing. You know, everything. Yes. But listen, man, Don. I'm going to pronounce his last name wrong. Mancina. Mancini. I thought Mancini. We'll mm-hmm. go with that. Don Mancini has stuck with this fucking franchise from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to fucking make some kind of personal fucking statement or story through this fucking franchise, he fucking can't. Yep. It's all the universe lives in his head. Exactly. That's why this I get is- mad at like people mad at George Lucas when he went back and changed the original trilogy. I'm like, it's his story. It, dude, like, it's, it's in his, his fu- head. It's his, it's his fucking IP. Yeah. He could fucking set it all on fucking fire for all I It's yeah. their IP. Yeah. And, and no, I, no. That's why I get mad at the nostalgia fanboys. Those guys that think that they own the rights to their own nostalgia. Exactly. And listen, it, 
you know, it, fucking even Don Mancina came out. Mancini, <laughs> Mancini came out and said, "No, Chucky is not woke." You know, it, it, that, that that he was like, he's like, he kind of gets the sexual thing a little bit because he does have a gender fluid kid. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about it. That was one of the best lines in the whole movie. Yep. Or the whole movie. I'm sorry. The whole series. Yeah. <laughs> the whole series was when there's that army of fucking Chuckies and they're all taking orders from like the head Chucky. <laughs> and that one was like, and, and the head one was like, okay, yes, we're going to, you know, kill everybody except babies. We're not monsters. <laughs> and it's like some fucking Chucky has like grown. That's always just- been Chucky though. Chucky has always had a line that he wouldn't cross like and things like that. He's always been funny like that. And I, I, I love that about him. And uh, yeah, just like you said, like who cares? And, and I feel like Don Mancini said something along the lines of he's not woke. I mean, I guess he's woke in the sense that he'll kill anybody. Like, yeah, like he yeah. doesn't care. He wasn't trying to push any fucking agenda mm-hmm. or anything. This dude was He's just living, he, he, living his his life. Like, because you know, like Don's gay himself, and so he wanted yeah. to just say, "Hey, this is what I am and what I do. It's not woke. It's natural life." Yeah, he just he. I mean, fucking, he wanted to just inject himself into the story a little bit. That's what all fucking creators do. Yep. So fucking shut up. Yep. But uh, it, and and I don't. I'm not gonna elaborate on the whole uh, that series as you know the entirety because one we don't have the fucking time. Mm-mm. But also because uh, we have been discussing that since the announcement of a season two, we may be doing a megasode beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I know I've basically just been blowing Don Mancini this whole which, time. Which he likes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but Chucky, the series, I can't, I like, yeah, there were some things that, that, that's how I try to look at stuff lately, too, is, like, they're, the, the positives of the series far outweigh yes. the negative. There are always going to be things I dislike. Always. Always, yes. People wonder, but people are always like, oh, Stefan, you like everything. I'm like, no, I just, there's things that I dislike and I go, I really liked a lot of things. So to me overall, I enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, just if you haven't watched it, I can't imagine it, you know, if you're a horror tool like us, you haven't seen it by now. But I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. And I won't say any more good things about it because we got to get to your number two. Yep. Stephanie. And uh, just throwing it out there. It is free on YouTube. The first episode, if you want to check it out. First two. First, first two. two that's right. First two episodes are free on, on YouTube. Yes. All right. So my number two is also a series. Um, and I almost forgot about this because it came out pretty early on uh, in the year. But again, uh, this is another thing where people are like, oh, it's so woke. Um, but this is a series uh, on Amazon original called Them. And um, I've heard of this. I did now, not granted, it wasn't as scary to me, I guess, as it was to folks that the show was about. It's about an African-American family moving into a predominantly white neighborhood. I believe it's Compton, but it's like the 1950s. So it's before uh, yeah. before it you know, became a mixed neighborhood and things like that. Um, And so, of course, immediately the first set of horror is just racial tension. So that's immediately the first bit. And so that's the part, even though I felt like I understood, I 
I never will understand that. But that part was already scary um, enough in itself, them being hounded and, you know, just the shit that you've always heard about, like when a black family moved into a white neighborhood back then, or even now sometimes, but especially back then, um, the Karens and Chads out there um, fucking with them. But there's also this psychological shit that goes on. And there's this like this fucking monster type character that represents like uh, racist stereotypes. So it's very bamboozled type uh, minstrel type character, but um, mm. looks like he's got like vitiligo or something like that. So he's kind of got like white spots all over him as well. He's a creepy fucking character um, that is like haunting uh, especially the mother um, and you never really I guess I don't know if you really ever figure out if it's real or if it's just in their heads or what um, but it's scary dude like it's really really scary it's 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 like heavy heavy as fuck man um, just an absolute phenomenal cast I mean I, I, the white people and the black folks like both the, essentially the good guys and the bad guys like it's just crazy like and it was one of those where i was like i it's amazon so it all came out at once or no 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 by the time i saw it, it was already all out and so i was like cool well i'll just binge this yeah uh that was a little harder than i thought it was going to be um because it's <laughs> so fucking heavy like i had to take breaks yeah. i had to take a break man um from watching it sometimes um because it was just so heavy like i just had to take a break just to be like because uh, you just are so concerned for that family that you worry about them that you're like fuck i i know next week's gonna they're gonna be fucked with there too and uh one of the guys uh that i went to college with Derek phillips um he's in this he was in preacher oh. and, and in future man as well um him and i were in our theater department together he he's in this Oh, um uh, as cool. one of the cops and um so that was cool that was a nice surprise i was like oh uh anika noni rose is in this I, I mean there's just a great cast and there's all kinds of surprise small roles but i highly recommend it um it is very woke <laughs> in a good way <laughs> um it's really really heavy and i know jordan peele kind of started that kind of uh trend to use racism as horror um but it works uh, it works really, really well in this show. I, I think it was absolutely phenomenal. It only got a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm willing to bet those that didn't like it were white. So um, because it makes you feel guilty, you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, family members that would do some of that shit and it's frustrating. Um, and so I, it just but like I said, aside from just the racist stuff, the actual horror elements and psychological horror because the dad's losing his fucking mind. The mom's losing her fucking mind. I mean, this whole thing is crazy. And then there's like flashback shit that happens to already show you why they left North Carolina, why the mom's already kind of crazy. Um, and uh, it's just, it's something else, man. That's, it's just something else. So, oh, 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 the, the the daughter, she goes to high school. And so she's like dreaming of being a white girl. Like, oh, my oh Lord, my God, dude. I mean, it's crazy because she wants to be this cheerleader. And there's all this like fucking crazy shit. KKK shit. I mean, it's just it's it's excellent. Highly, highly recommend to watch them. Um, it was surprisingly super scary. <laughs> so, oh, all right. Yeah, really good. Good, 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 good movie. So. 
we'll move it. Good movie. I leave you with that. Uh, so let's or series. Our, you mean series? Yeah, yeah, series. <laughs> um, and you know, it's one of those. I, if they have a second season, it'll probably be a different story. Um, much like um, you know, a lot of those shows, American American Horse. Yeah. yeah. But this was excellent, and it, it just it was really really good. And I just can't I can't give it enough praise, which is why it sits at number two. And the only reason it didn't get number one for me is because nostalgia wins. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I just, I know, I just got on a soapbox about nostalgia, but kind of yep. number one for me. Yep. Well, let's let's quickly go over our runner-ups here. Uh, let you just run through yours real quick. All right. Uh, well, uh, number three for me is uh, I don't know if you saw any of this or checked any of this out, Stefan, but uh, did you see the plethora of uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space merchandise that uh, Spirit Halloween had this year. Yes, I was very surprised by that. I'm like, ooh, are we going to get Killer Clowns again? (laughs) Well, (laughs) it couldn't have uh, came at a better time for me because... Oh, yeah. Without without diving (laughs) too much into my personal life, uh, my little creature of the night, she is obsessed for some reason. She's only six. But she is obsessed with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. As a matter of fact, going back to Spotify for a little bit, my list, you know, the, 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 all the songs you've listened to the most throughout the blah, 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 2021. Uh, my number one song was the theme from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> not because, not because I wanted to listen to it that many times, mind you, even though it is a kick-ass song. I it love is very song. kick-ass. I love the movie as well. But like anything else, you know, some children, they want to hear Barney on repeat. They want to hear Mickey Mouse on repeat. My my daughter wanted to listen to Killer Clowns, the, the thing from Killer Clowns from Outer Space <laughs> on repeat. So she just happened. I don't even know how we got, how we even got started. I think we were just together one day. I said, hey, this is a funny, because it's not Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I mean, space. I watched it when I was like eight or nine, which is actually yeah. why I got scared of clowns. But I, I loved it, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, for all, for all, it's just a goofy, silly Oh, it's so thing. goofy. It feels yeah, like, I mean, it feels like an R-rated Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we did cover it for those of you listening. Yeah, episode two with yeah. MOD member Brad McQueary. Yeah, Bradzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I, it just like, it, I don't know if it was, I don't know if I could phrase this as it was just my luck or it was just my fucking luck. <laughs> because she got into the film this year and that's when they released all this stuff. So for so funny. Christmas, I bought her a bunch of, I got her, even got her the little, you know, cotton candy ray gun for uh, Christmas that she runs around and she goes, Daddy! Eh! <laughs> but, uh, and it makes the noise. It is pretty cool. But that's my number three. Uh, my number two is actually uh, the album. And it actually, I think it was his first number one and I don't even know how long. But uh, Alice Cooper's Detroit Stories. And for anybody who listens to this, you know, I am an Alice Cooper fanboy. Love him. Mm-hmm. I've tried to model my life after them, but that's kind of gone astray. But uh, I thought, I thought, I I love it because Alice's album went number one. As far as comparing it to the rest of his catalog, eh. (laughs) I wasn't, and I I applaud him for trying to do something a little different because, you know, you you can't just play the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. 
there were songs on there I literally liked. Some of them that, yeah, like I said. But hey, the Coop got a number one album. Hmm? Kudos, Coop. Yeah, Kudos. yeah, and 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 uh, and uh, you know, an Arizona native. Like, or, yep, or native. he lives in Scottsdale. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out which house is his so I can stalk him. Yeah, Alice, we know you're not listening, but get out of here. Yep. And then uh, have us on your radio program. That would be great too. Yes, nice with Alice Cooper. I would love that. Mm-hmm. But uh, my number uh, one uh, uh, runner up. Runner up. Yes, thank you. I You're was going to say heads up. Heads <laughs> up, up, seven up. Yep. Runner up is uh, the Ice Nine Kills album. Welcome to Horrorwood. Uh, I, I, you, the Horrorwood, Bradzilla. Yeah, yeah. What? Who is also actually a bit? And hey. Gave him that name before we knew, before I even knew this album was coming out. So, well, he's a, a big Ice Nine Kills fan. So, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I actually we discussed it because I just kept it kept it from getting getting on my list. It's a lot like the Alice album. There were some tracks I just didn't like, and I was actually discussing this with him at a, an improv show. We were talking about it. I said, "Have you listened to the new album?" "Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's great." And I said, "I, I was a little let down by it." And he goes, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I actually, come to find out, I, I kind of had this self-realization moment. It wasn't because of the songs necessarily. It was just because some of the songs that they based on films. I wasn't a fan of the film, so therefore <laughs> I didn't like the song. I, dude, you ain't even gotta explain. I completely yeah. understand. You completely understand. Yeah, you can be the same way. It's like if they did a musical, like you know me, I'm a big musical theater person. Yeah, but I hate, uh, like, oh, what's that movie with um, uh, Renee? What's her name? Where she's like the Chicago? Uh, no, where she's the ditzy girl. Um, it's not. Maybe it's not Renee. Um, she's the blonde to legally blonde Reese Witherspoon Reese Witherspoon that's her name um I I don't like those movies in any way shape or form and so because of that I can't listen to legally blonde the musical which is supposedly really really good yeah like the music is supposed to be really really good but I'm like but it's legally blonde (laughs) yeah 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 I mean so again so So I I feel you yeah, I don't got to elaborate anymore. That's Mm-mm. my runners up. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll get through mine here. Uh, number three for me um, was a surprise to me. I actually didn't think I was going to like it, uh, but I actually did. Was the new Paranormal Activity movie Next of Kin. I actually did um, hear some good things. About yeah, yeah. So done very differently. Still done in that film style, but not done in the uh, VHS camera style. Like it was done like these guys had good cameras. They're done really well. It was more movie feeling, Um, completely different storyline though inherently still connected, Um, but very creepy going to like this girl she's adopted and she finds out that uh, her family was Amish. And so she goes- I knew we couldn't trust them. She goes to the town, the Amish town to meet her family and do a documentary on it. Like that's the whole thing. Scary shit happens. It's paranormal activity. So you can only imagine, but extra fucking creepy, uh, creepier than normal shit. Like they have definitely pushed kind of what kind of really was being suggested in the last one or two paranormal activity movies and just like amplified it. Mm. Um, It was really good. Uh, I, like I said, 
was not expecting to like it. It was a paranormal or I mean, a Paramount Plus only movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I just I don't know. I thought it was going to be kind of low budge, but no, it was fucking good. I really liked it. So, well. Yeah. So it made my number three runner up for sure. Uh, number two was the Candyman uh, reboot remake. Still have not seen this. Thingy majiggy. Um, I really enjoyed it. Again, uh, not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think a lot of people. <laughs> in, a, in a good way, though, because I, yeah. I think the marketing was done that way on purpose because uh, it was definitely more of a reboot re- remake than the trailers made it look because I think P- I think the studio was afraid to call it that because people would not have gone. Um, so it is still connected to the overall universe. Tony Todd is still in it. Um, well, I won't say how much, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. but just to say it is still connected. So in that regards, it's not a fresh reboot remake like the child's play one was um this exists in that same universe same neighborhood as the first movie um it's done really well again the main actor oh man he is growing on me he is i've been seeing him pop up in all sorts of new movies and shit like that and he's just absolutely phenomenal again another movie that touches on racism as horror um but done really well as jordan peele produced this as well um done really well and and it's interesting because they really play up on that because it shows how that was really always a part of Candyman, um, especially looking back at those first couple films. I mean, they really, really stress, especially the the ones where they go back to like the farmhouse and shit like that, where they really get into that old story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously racism is a huge part of that. Um, and it's done really well. And it's done in a Doctor Who legacy kind of style. It's really well done. Uh, it was scary and fun. And I just, I enjoyed every minute of it. And again, the cast was phenomenal. Um, and I loved the twist and how it connected to the first movie. There's some really great uh like just things that really make the first movie you go, Oh man, I need to go back and rewatch that first movie yeah. now because how they connected things and kind of, you know, took small little events and blew them up into important things. Now you're like, Oh shit. So really recommend Candyman. Did, really did, uh, who, who did the, 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 Oh, his name escapes me. Philip glass. Did he do the score for this one? I don't know. That, that, that is that dude. That is one of the greatest scores. And agreed. Uh, it, th- this score is also just as good um i really that was actually one of the things that i really liked and i think it was one of those that had the soundtrack as opposed to the score come out when i first started to look so i wasn't able to find it um let me see here music uh no the composer was robert a.a low um I haven't heard of him uh, neither have I. He looks like he may be a musician. He's done. Okay, I don't recognize any of these. So, um, but yeah, he looks like kind of a, a regular musician that kind of got tapped to do this, but it's it's done really well. Yeah. Um, I really like it. Uh, so my number one runner up, oh, I love this. I, I love this every single time, but was season three of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh my God! So you know, good. As much as much as I love that film, I have never watched the series. Oh, dude! Like, I highly recommend it. It's connected. I, I, it's I in the same to. universe. In fact, they all show up at one. Oh, point. really? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. Both both the main Jermaine and freaking uh, 
Taiki Wahidi or whatever his, his name is, they both show up a number of times throughout the series because they're part <laughs> of the vampiric council. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like in the first season, one of my favorite things is when they first meet the vampiric council. It's all like famous actors that have played vampires are actually vampires. Oh, so no like kidding. Evan Rachel Woods in there from when she was on True Blood. Um, like anybody that you can think of that has played a freaking uh, vampire. Uh, is, is Well, no, he's dead. Oh, but yeah. The, okay. you know, in the I, modern I times, even okay. even Wesley Snipes is on no there, kidding. and he's always on there uh, via um, via Skype because he's always in sunlight because he's in a different time zone, and they always bitch about how he's a fucking daywalker and they hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got to check this. Even one out. to the point where, like, dude, did you ever watch Gotham? Yes, I watched the. Okay, first so season. the guy that played um, uh, uh, Lieutenant Bullock, Harvey Bullock. Yes. Yeah. You no, know, he's in the Blade movies, and he gets turned into a vampire. Yes. He shows up in season three. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> to to teach them acting lessons, but he has be, he is an actual vampire. Um, again, but he's the actor that played the vampire that got turned. So it's hilarious. Like, and so there's so many things like that. Like I said, so many, it's, you know, written and produced still by this Jermaine and, and those guys that did the movie. It's absolutely phenomenal. The cast is so good. And season three was so fucking well-written and it left on this amazing cliffhanger like that I cannot wait for season four um, because they, they one of the best aspects of this of this show is that they have a uh, energy vampire on there so he's just this regular nerdy guy that works in an office and he's always like he'll just talk to you for hours and hours and hours because he's draining your fucking energy and his oh, name's wow. Colin Robinson he's got bald head glasses like I mean he is and then the first season you're like oh Colin Robinson by the third fucking season you're like I fucking love Colin Robinson <laughs> so fun like the third season they really fucking played him hard and it's so fucking funny and you really see how intentional he is as an energy vampire and it's so fucking good so anyways I'll stop talking but season three of what we do in the shadows absolutely love it um, but yeah you definitely need to watch all of them oh, all yeah, on yeah it sounds like it yeah yeah all on Hulu so alright well let's get to our number one drum roll please drum roll 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 all right my number one should come as no surprise to anybody and that's the show ladies and gentlemen no yeah yeah the end but uh no and listen man i'm going out on a limb here and i don't care you could call me a fool you could call me an idiot you can say the same for mine but number one and I'm saying t- I am telling you, this should be an Oscar contender. <laughs> 2021 to me, 2021 movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Godzilla versus Kong. Amen, brother. And I'm right there with you again. It didn't make my list because it was on yours. Oh, um, but I loved Lord. Godzilla versus Kong. I've been waiting for this movie my whole life. Uh, mm-hmm. Same like, here, especially with this new, uh, new universe that they've created. The American versions I have loved so much. And, hey, in my humble opinion, I know people are all about Marvel and blah 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 blah. Dude, the MonsterVerse I think is the best 
the best universe, the best Dude, cinematic I, universe. Skull Island is amazing. I'm give me a Mothra movie, man. Like I'm yeah. down. I'm I'm for it. They already hinted at it in uh, King of the Monsters, so I'm like, give me the Mothra movie, man. I like, I uh, this movie. <laughs> and this is gonna. This is kind. Of, when I think about it, my number one is kind of a culmination of a lot of things we've talked about in our previous uh, in our previous uh, <laughs> entries or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, because yes, it's nostalgic. Uh, it, 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 it hit all my buttons. And <laughs> one thing I loved about this, because one thing I was so nervous about. I was like, oh, they're gonna try to, they're, 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 somebody is going, somebody is going to shove some kind of a political agenda in this somehow, <laughs> whether it be the right, whether it be the left, that just, just they are, because that's kind of movies. It seems like, for the most part, not every one of them, but that's kind of what they do nowadays. Mm-hmm. It didn't though. It didn't. It was just a big fucking lizard fighting a big fucking gorilla oh and in tokyo we, was so beautiful with all the oh, lights it was it was in china oh in and hong, or kong. hong kong sorry so yes they did have to kind of appease that audience a little bit i don't give a shit i loved all the lights and then bashing into shit like oh I, man oh it just it it I, as far as godzilla villains go i know Ghidorah. uh if you're gonna he's kind of like the he's kind of the the Joker, yeah, he's the main that, baddie. He's King the Doctor Doom, the Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. But to me, I'm always gonna have a soft spot for Mecha Godzilla, just because that was the Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla was the first one I ever owned. Yeah, ever man, I love Mecha Godzilla. And the fact they brought him in, oh my god, oh my god. And Loved I, it. I remember, I remember when the trailers were coming out, and you messaged me, and you were like. Dude, that new Godzilla versus Kong trailer. And I remember I told you this, told Corey this, told everybody this. I was like, yeah, it looks good, but I'm afraid they're going to kill our boy. <laughs> I was, I was so, listen, I know I'm, I'm in my 30s. Suppose, I'm supposed to be, a you know, an adult. But to me, and I think this is for a lot of people, it's just how much you just got to kind of, judge it by you know, like how invested you are but you know a lot of these characters godzilla is almost like a real fucking person to me. oh same i've loved, <laughs> I've loved godzilla like the my two favorite things on the entire planet are godzilla and superman i mean it's like yeah. they, they hey, constantly flux back and forth you know what i mean and for me it's godzilla and batman yeah and so, so and what and then warner owns them all so oh well, yeah yeah so let's get, let's get to, fucking fuck the snyderverse let's get a justice league godzilla movie fuck yeah be down for that so hard man yeah i absolutely i agree with you man i absolutely loved it i've loved all of them e- even the japanese can't bitch they love the new american versions as well yes that's why yeah. they flipped over to shin godzilla because they're like well we got to do something different now <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i you know and i know King of the monsters it got a lot of fucking criticism for i, I don't whatever I, when we saw king of the monsters oh together, we were just giddy holding oh. hands ah! <laughs> Tolerant. <laughs> oh, yep. it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just man, I it, like I said, I I loved Chucky to death, but this was just I watched it like five times. It was the first movie uh since the pandemic I actually ventured out to theaters to see. Because mm-hmm. I had to see this. I saw Same. it on Easter. Saw it on Easter of all time. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, yeah, same. I, I, I just agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Love me. Love me some Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, so bringing to mine, my number one nostalgia all the way was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh boy. Um, same, uh. <laughs> same. I know you didn't care for it, but I, as I've, I, I've, oh my God, man. Like I've, I've seen every movie in the theater. I've been a Ghostbusters fan since I was a little kid. Um, the very first movie I ever saw without a parent was Ghostbusters 2. My sister uh, and my two friends, we went and saw it together. Uh, and then we stayed. Uh, and it was at the dollar theater back when dollar theaters were a thing. Yeah, and, another like four dollars uh, theater. Yeah, they. My dad said he was going to be late, so he called the the place, and they let us watch it again. So we watched it back to back. That's um, cool. And we loved it so much, man. Um, and even the Ghostbusters remake, I enjoyed. Uh, me, my sister, and uh, and some other folks, and my nephew and stuff. And so we got to bring my nephew as well uh, to this one. He's a big Ghostbusters fan, uh, and I thought it was nostalgia done right um it was a brand new story while carrying on the legacy while still playing with the themes from the first one uh getting that uh olivia munn as the freaking uh olivia wilde olivia wilde sorry i get them mixed up olivia wilde playing freaking gozer was perfect i wasn't expecting it i had no idea because it was a secret cameo uh dude that plays j joan jameson showing up as shandor like i just like that that was out of fucking left field wasn't i know but i loved it dude and i just i loved the story it made me cry like it was good passing on the legacy and how they dealt with egon um was just so good the cameo with the boys uh at the end and the setup for a potential tv series or sequel was really well paul rudd i love paul rudd he can do no wrong i just love him and he was you know before the remake happened he was who they had originally cast was going to be in the ghostbusters 3 movie he was going to be like one of the new torchbearers there yeah it was going to take over and so uh he even said what a pleasure it was to originally be cast in that to then be cast in this you know like it was just fun and but for him to get to be zool was he <laughs> Yeah, just I loved it so much, man. Yeah, see, I. (laughs) Oh man, you're gonna hate. I am being a buzzkill. I swear. Mm -hmm. I just it. I'm just such a cynical bastard. I've just grown into such a into such a cynical bastard. I can't enjoy anything anymore. Mm -hmm. But uh, I thought this the nostalgia for this was kind of done badly because it kind of for me personally. And if, if, if you feel like it was done good, I completely respect your opinion, even though it's wrong. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. But, uh, I like, because I, I was getting really into, invested into, like, uh, the story of the kids and mm-hmm. our discovering uh, everything. She was and great. We, Spangler's do- uh, granddaughter. Oh, great. Phenomenal. Oh, great. Yeah, great child actor. Give that uh, bitch an Oscar. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's a kid. Anyway, but when and I was, I would find myself, you know, getting really invested into the story and stuff. But once it, uh, when, once it would, you know, it, it would have those callbacks like the commercial and the Ecto One and things like that. Then I would kind of get out of it and I'd be like, oh, this is just a piece. Uh, of see, that's toys. when I got into it like that. Yeah, because I, I am, I'm a hardcore. Like underneath Godzilla and Superman, Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I'm hardcore. <clears throat> like I've considered my next tattoo being the Ghostbusters symbol. I mean, it's like 
I love Ghostbusters and I loved all those shout outs for the fanboys. And they had to because the remake, they, you know, the fanboys were such bitches that they they made what I thought was a good movie shitty because they hated it so much that it made people have to try to hate it too because that was the cool thing to do and so they were nervous on what to do so they had to play to the fanboys yeah Um, but it worked because i thought they handled it well just like chucky handled it well it feels like along that same lines it's like here's some shout outs but this the other reason why the nostalgia had to happen the way that it did is because this was also a legacy film so unlike chucky which just continues on chucky this is a legacy film so this is how do we pass the torch on how do we hand the reins over how do we change this from here uh and essentially you know give it to winston really at the end of the day yeah yeah. um because he's the only one that's really devoted to it but I, th- I loved it. I thought all the cameos were good. I thought all the, the shout outs were good. I loved the little mini fucking Stay Puft Marshmallow dudes. They were hilarious. Um, I just loved I loved the some of the things that all of us like hardcore fanboys knew about, but never made the movies because they were in cutscenes, like the fucking gunner seat. Uh, oh, yeah. If you've yeah. ever gotten that, like seen a real model of Ecto-1 and Ecto-2, there's always been a gunner seat, but it was never shown in the movies. Yeah. So like we all knew about it. So we're like, holy shit, there's the gunner seat. That, you know? that, that was about that 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 whole uh, action sequence, whatever you want to call yeah. it, throughout, and throughout the small town. That was the best. That, that was the best part of them. And I, and I loved all the freaking Shandor mine stuff because there's a lot of lore that was in like the Ghostbusters video game and some of the extended universe stuff that really digs deep into the Shandor stuff. So we got to see more of that. So I really liked digging into Shandor minds and the, what he was doing, Ivo Shandor. So that was super cool. Cause I've always been obsessed with the Shandor stuff. Um, I always wanted like a whole book just on that. Um, so yeah, I just, I just really liked it. Like I said, podcast, best part of the whole movie, that kid that played podcasts, that kid also needs an Oscar. I was, I, I was, I was surprised. I don't think he was the best part of the movie, but I, I was surprised how much he didn't annoy me. Oh, I loved I, him. I, I've seen it three I, times already, and at the theater, that's how much I loved it. Um, he makes me laugh every single fucking time, and when him and Ackroyd meet, it's it's just. It's the best. I don't want to give away the joke for people that haven't seen it, but it's a phenomenal joke that happens. And it's just so fucking funny. It's a running gag and it's it's brilliant, like just really well written. Um, you could tell Aykroyd's influence was in it, you know, and of course, even though it was directed by um, what's his name, son. Uh, his dad still Ivan Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son. Uh, Ivan still had his hand in it. And, and it, I just loved it. I absolutely enjoyed it. It was fun. And like I said, the the way they dealt with Egon was great. Um, what a great uh, homage. And it made me cry. I've watched it three times. I cry every time. Um, I thought it was done really, really well. Uh, so, yeah, that's why it's my number one nostalgia wins. <laughs> Well, and uh, you know, and uh, like you stated, I I didn't care much for it, uh, but hell, who am I to fucking? I just sat here waxing philosophical about fucking Chucky and Godzilla. So <laughs> you just jerked off Godzilla. So. Yeah, yeah. So I I fucking I have no rebuttal. <laughs> so all right then, and with that, dear friends. We now come to the end of another delightfully disturbing episode of Misters of the Dark. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you to the Fearscape Media Network and thank you to Corey Adams and Ashley Jones Adams for Nothing Wrong for our musical theme and their brand new cut. Ah, Stefan, 
thought you would be happy to hear that despite my own trepidations, I finally decided to give in and make a New Year's resolution. Oh, Lance, that's great. And I think you'll also be pleased to hear that I've already carried it out. Carried it out? Lance, what was your New Year's resolution? Commandeer someone's cult. Huh? What? No! No, no you little prick! Oh, God, I can't have anything! Silence, heretic! Nomads! Prepare for the castration! Castration? Lance! Lance! But before we go, dear friends, I'll leave you with this. Another year is coming on, and as always, no matter who you are, where you come from, or if you're about to get your nuts and bolts hacked off, you're always welcome to our dilapidated mansion. Now, nomads, sand that sucker smooth! Oh, the agony! Oh, the pain! Oh, the... Hey, wait, this might be a nice change for me.